Hi everyone, it's Gummo, uh, bringing you a few tidbits from the uh, uh, perspective of uh, hackers and the underground here. And uh, I just wanted to welcome you to our fifth edition of Transmit. And uh, you know, as as I've said in the earlier shows, that we're going to uh, continue to improve the uh, domestication of this little uh, syndication. So uh, thanks for sticking with me, and thanks for joining me again on another uh, exciting, fun-filled edition of transmit uh so <laughs> let's just kick the news off uh, right away uh and i'm actually going to kick it off with a little bit of sad news uh and, and basically uh this past it, it's been a really really uh interesting week uh as there's been a lot of things in the news going on uh you know it's it, it, you, i can never go to uh, the internet anymore without actually being overwhelmed with the amount of information that it, you know is presented to me and you know uh, I, I sort of expect that now uh, in today's uh, 500,000 channel universe and 24-hour news cycling um, so uh, it, it, you know the information just comes at you from all over the place and and can be quite overwhelming if if you don't uh, realize how to step away from it and and digest what you're actually searching for otherwise uh you're going to be living with four or five cats and uh your your brain's going to turn into mush so uh choo choose your choose and pick your poison well i suppose but uh getting things off the ground first thing this week you know we we saw the conclusion uh recently actually of the uh chaos computer club they have a a uh, an event in europe uh, each year and uh it's basically uh a, a little camp they they put up uh in brandenburg in east germany and it's basically uh, a, a little compound uh that the ccc puts together uh and its members and volunteers uh and basically it's sort of like a hacker retreat so to, so to speak uh you know if 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 Hanging out in the tent in the middle of, uh, 
you know, a, a field in the middle of uh, somewhere nowhere, Germany, uh, with uh, some cool people and some very interesting and smart people. Uh, if that's your thing, then uh, feel free to check it out. Uh, it's it's the Chaos uh, Camp uh, every year in the summertime, and it's put on by the CCC, so check it out. Uh, wonderful organization uh, that uh, I've, I've been privy to be part of since I was a teenager. So check them out. And it's the Chaos Computer Club. It's the camp. They put it on every summer, and it's kind of cool. So um, you know, see, see how you can uh, get involved and, and, and take some time off and see uh, if it's something that you want to do. So there's always, you know, with that said, there's always a lot of uh, activities to do in the summertime if you're a hacker and, and you really uh, feel awkward with getting out the house, uh, getting pushing back from the desk and finding something to do. So, uh, you know, check out our site's events page for some of those interesting alternatives to sitting in front of a computer monitor all the time. Uh, definitely try to get out of the house as often as you can uh, because, you know, it's, it, you know, life does go on. And, and if, if you choose to spend uh, one quarter of your life in front of a computer terminal you're missing out on a lot so check it out the ccc uh camp every summer and uh i believe on the website you can find some interesting photos i believe there's a a few people here and there that blog about it so check it out and, and see if it's something that you would you know be interested in uh getting involved with or even attending so it's you know it could be uh you know i've been it's quite interesting and uh you know check it out never know. Uh, you may meet somebody that may uh, wind up being a lifelong friend. Uh, you know, and so when I, when I, uh, when I'm looking around the internet, I'm looking, I'm looking at things, uh, from again, a hacker's perspective. And, and I see the word hacker everywhere now, unfortunately in the news and just to clear, just to clear a few, uh, misconceptions up, uh, there's, uh, you know the 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 word hacker actually uh came from uh the MIT uh model railroad club back in the uh late 60s early 70s and basically uh you know uh someone who were someone on the campus in the MIT club who were able to build or uh you know, jury rig a certain uh, portion of a uh, track or the uh, system. They were they were called hackers. So um, that's that's that that's actually where the uh, term comes from. Uh, and uh, just so you don't have any misconception of the word and its origin, uh, a hacker is someone who actually uh, is not a criminal. Uh, the, a, a true hacker is someone who is curious and and seeks to discover new things. So. Um, as much as the media tries to villainize the word, that's pretty much what a hacker is and, and who a true hacker is. So moving along, you know, we, uh, I'm, I'm looking at uh, some of the uh, benefits and some of the uh, drawbacks to being labeled a hacker uh, this day and age in, in 2015. And it and certainly changed from uh, when I was a young uh young, young lad, I suppose. And, uh, it, 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 you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and feel like, uh, I'm, I'm losing my, uh, thought and, and understanding who, who I am. But, uh, uh, I'm sure if you are a true hacker, you know, uh, where you stand in, in the, uh, pecking order of things. So, um, so one thing that kind of stuck out at me is, uh, 
there was, you know, uh, unless, you know, unless you really don't read the news or you're uh, up to speed on what's going on in the world today, there's a lot of conflict in the Middle East. Uh, there's there's invasions going on, countries being taken over, uh, new uh, militant ideas going on out there, which, uh, you know, hopefully one day uh, we all can live in, under a peaceful umbrella. But uh, until then, I believe we're going to be seeing a lot more uh, heartbreaking things come our way and so one of those uh things that sort of you know kind of is is rather heartbreaking is the fact that uh a british british citizen rather uh who uh has been labeled a computer hacker uh was uh or accused uh, basically of uh working with one of these uh, factions in the Middle East, uh, be, uh, who knows what, uh, but uh, the UK government had labeled this young man who was 21 years old uh, and who was a British citizen, uh, they, they, uh, they uh, took, took him out, uh, shot a rocket at him with a um, US drone uh, in Syria and uh, more or less exterminated him for uh, being a hacker. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, this is pretty tough to uh, digest uh, because, you know, hey, now you're, you're, you are being uh, targeted and exterminated for uh, using a computer. So I don't, I don't, I really don't, uh, I really don't know. Uh, the specifics on why the UK had chosen to target uh, a 21-year-old uh, person, a 21-year-old young man, rather, uh, from the UK, who is a UK citizen, uh, and chose to exterminate him. I, it, it's, it's, I never thought I would see anything like that in my lifetime, but here we are. Uh, you are, you are being more or less uh, targeted uh, for, you know being a computer hacker or labeled as one. So I don't know how to take that. I don't know how you should take that. Uh, but it, it, you know, it, it, is this a new precedent? Uh, who knows? But, we, you know, the only time will tell. And if history is anything to repeat itself, I'm sure we're going to, we're going to see a few more of these uh, interesting sort of uh, revelations come to light. So I don't know, 21 years old, uh, living in the Middle East, uh, okay, so you're doing some silly things with a computer. Again, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, the, the definitions of why uh, this young man was chosen to be a target from a U.S. military drone, but uh, unfortunately he was, and with that, uh, he's now uh, deceased. So, hmm. Don't know. Really don't know kind of weird nevertheless but uh you know looking you know if if you've had a chance uh, i don't uh, you know if you've had a chance to read uh anything about the founding of apple uh the roots of apple and how the company apple has come to existence uh these days apple is actually the largest company in the world uh or the most profitable or both uh and 
remembering Apple from its early beginnings as a uh, youngster, I can remember the, uh, the, the actual Super Bowl ad, uh, that kicked off the Mac and, um, sort of revolutionized, I would say, home computing. But, uh, you know, my revolution for home computing uh, really came from the back of uh, the glossy Radio Shack ads every Sunday. That's uh, that's where I'll, I always found the cool stuff. But uh, so if you know anything about Apple, if you've read this Steve Jobs bio, uh, and I did, and I was actually fascinated uh, with reading the, the biography. I actually... <laughs> And I read it back in 2011 on an iPod Touch, uh, a second-gen iPod Touch. Uh, and I, I just never could put my iPod down. Uh, took me two weeks on an iPod Touch, but I was able to get it done and uh, learned learn quite a bit about the uh, about Steve Jobs and who he was and how he started Apple and, and the ups and downs uh, that he, uh, he went through along with the company. And so one of those interesting ups and downs, basically, uh, you know, running through this real quick, uh, back in the day when Steve Jobs was young, he had realized that he needed uh, a proper CEO to run Apple. And so uh, he he reached out to a gentleman named John Scully, and uh, John Scully, uh, in turn, uh, you know, joined Apple uh, as a CEO. It was basically more or less a, of a puppet CEO uh, to Steve Jobs, as Steve Jobs, of course, was the founder, and John Scully was to be the CEO and run the company day-to-day, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and make sure that uh, you know Apple was to be successful and whatnot. But basically, long story short, this guy Scully, you know, he ran, you know, he ran uh, Steve Jobs off uh, after uh, some internal squabbling, and then pretty much ran Apple into the ground uh, into the early 90s uh, until he was replaced and Apple uh, almost went out of business. Um, So this gentleman, John Scully, uh, is now uh, on a PR marketing blitz, uh, calling himself the former former Apple CEO. uh, And and he's using this uh, moniker to push out a new line of um, cheap smartphones uh, and sort of, if you really, uh, are, if you're really not thinking about it, you, you, you you know, your, your mental capacity is like, Oh, Apple CEO, smartphone. So I don't think people are getting that, but, uh, the media frenzy has begun nevertheless. And so, you know, you have top, uh, news media outlets covering, uh, you know, former Apple CEO, uh, launching new, uh, phone. So that's sort of, a, a that's, <laughs> You know, coming from me uh, and, and what I'm seeing, that's kind of scumbaggy because, you know, you, you, ran, it, you ran a company almost into the ground and, and uh, you, you, ran, you, you took a company and, uh, and you f- took it and ran all the way uh, to the bankruptcy bank. And so, uh, no, I don't think I would buy one uh, of your devices at all, um, not because uh, it's something new or something uh, anything else. Uh, it, it's just the fact that, uh, you know, if, if, if you did that while being the CEO of Apple, I mean, I really don't see, the, uh, your, um, new smartphone becoming anything other than a total flop. So who knows, but nevertheless, the former Apple of CEO, John Scully is launching a line of smartphones called the Obi. 
The Obi is a low-priced Android device. Uh, it's called the Obi World Phone SF1 and the SJ1.5. They both start off under $200, $199, and $129, respectfully. Uh, and they will be available in October. And um, they're look, the demographics for these uh, types of phones are the uh, people that are in you know, under 30 category that really don't uh, know who the hell John Scully is. So that's who John Scully is. That's what he's launching. And uh, again, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty good with uh, what I have now. So uh, I, I will personally pass on John Scully's uh, new <laughs> OB world phone, uh, if that's your case. So um, yeah, sort of weird, but good luck with that, John. I hope that works out for you. And uh you know, best, best, uh, best to you if you purchase the phone and it, uh, <laughs> I don't know who, who knows, uh, just moving along, you know, we, we hear from uh, level three, level three, let me tell you who level three is. If it were not for level three, you most likely would not be listening to this, uh, radio show this evening, wherever you are. Level three, basically uh, is a high level or low level, however, however you wish to uh, look at it. Basically, level three, is, they are uh, a service provider who provide uh, high capacity internet service uh, throughout the country and throughout the world. And basically, they have gigantic internet uh, backbone routers. And there's actually one five stories below uh, me in the uh, basement of the Aeon building here. Uh, and uh, Level 3 has uh, half of the basement uh, with their equipment in there. And basically, Level 3 had, and, and they also have a nice little facility off of Van Buren uh, as well. Uh, swing by and say hi to them. Uh, so what they've, what they have, uh, noticed recent, you know, recently, when I say recently, uh, when I say recently, I mean, you know, as I said, I'm getting older. So recently to me could be run back all the way, uh, a year backwards, but, uh, recently, uh, around the middle of August level three, uh, stated that uh, they are now noticing a lot of port map, uh, port mapper um, amplification uh, packets going through their networks, and uh, they they report they report these uh, these basically the ampli amplification attacks take place uh, to uh, distribute denial of service attacks to whoever, and so. Uh, level three has noticed an uptick in some of these uh, processes going through the uh, local and international networks and exchanges, and so uh, it, it could be uh, it could be a, a huge problem moving forward towards the end of the year, beginning of next year. Who knows? Because uh, a lot of these uh, techniques are being used on common uh, levels and and traffic and uh, on traffic uh, patterns and, and usage patterns uh on networks and local uh, networks so uh it, it's something to kind of keep in the back of your mind because you know if, if you come into work one day or you get a call from a client that their website's unavailable 
you know, it, it, it's possible that uh, one of these amplification attacks are taking place to on your networks or on your website or wherever. So keep that in mind. Uh, level three, check them out. They have a great little security blog uh, that you should read and, uh, you know, check out once in a while, especially if you are someone who is responsible for your uh for security or networking or whatever it's it's a really great resource to uh digest sure beats facebook facebook yeah where what i'll get back to facebook in a moment uh you know another one of the uh larger stories is uh what i touched on last week was the ashley madison avid life media attack again hackers are being blamed for that again you know i, I I think I just explained to you what a true hacker is. So uh, for the instance of gratification and what everybody knows, uh, I'll, uh, you know, I'll say hacker. But uh, a hacker uh, recently uh, hacked a company called Avid Life Media in Toronto. Avid Life Media basically ran a couple of websites. They ran a website that uh, would allow you to uh, pretty much cheat on your significant other. So uh uh, not only is that scumbaggy enough, but there's a lot of other uh, scumbagginess involved with the, uh, the revelations of this uh, company who basically, from my understanding, was ready to uh, either search for an IPO or a, a suitable buyer. But uh, I don't think that's going to be happening anytime soon. Uh, and so this company uh, this past week has offered a $500,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of uh, AshleyMadison.com and um, related <laughs> websites uh, for Avid Life Media and more more revelations coming out. Uh, there's more scandal, more trickery uh, being un uncovered with the Avid Life Media revelations. A lot of famous people are being uh, are are coming out rather and admitting that they were unfaithful to their spouse or significant other. So. You know, with a site this large, it's 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 sort of no surprise uh, some of these revelations to be disclosed. So, uh, you know, there it it now that there is a, a bounty on this, uh, it, it seems to be that uh, everyone is searching for some sort of uh, in or avenue into who may or may have not uh, compromised this company and uh, released all of their internal uh, documents, members' information, credit card, and so on and so forth. Uh, and so there seems to be uh, sort of like a great race uh, to see who, who, who the impact team is or who the hacker is that calls him or herself the impact team. Uh, and so uh, this one person who calls himself Brian Krebs, uh, basically Brian Krebs is a... Um, he seems to be, from what I see, uh, uh, he's a former reporter uh, from the Washington Post. Uh, sort of got a little upset uh, that uh, he was uh, attacked personally in the early 2000s, and ever since then, he's he's taken it to be, uh, you know, a one-man crusade against uh, digital criminals, which is great, I suppose. Uh, but some of the information uh, also from what I uh, seem to uh, digest is that, uh, you know, he's he's sort of hit and miss. And from what I can see, uh, he seems to uh, use a lot of techniques that hackers use to infiltrate uh, crews and groups or whatever and, and discover and then 
what he'll do is he'll sit there and lurk and then he'll once he finds enough information on the crew or whatever uh, he'll post uh, that information and try to scoop everybody else in the tech industry so uh, this gentleman, uh, Brian Krebs, says that uh, he is sort of certain that uh, he found the person involved or behind the uh, Ashley Madison hack and goes on to uh, uh, explain all of these uh, innuendos and things that uh, he found from a, a hacker on Twitter or someone who's claiming to be a hacker on Twitter. Uh, but uh, that that one particular person uh, seems to uh, not be the person. Who knows? But, uh, y you know, if, if you're going to... If you're going to go public on some shit like this or say someone or so-and-so has done something, I mean, this this guy, you know, he's, he, he's a former reporter or whatever. You know, he should really have his facts together besides uh, spe posting specul speculative bullshit on uh, the internet and that's just what it is more speculative bullshit until uh, there's a name uh, posted uh, about this uh, I, I don't know what else to say other than the fact that uh, you should you should really know what you're coming to the table with if, if you're if you're going to uh, say hey so-and-so has done this and, and, and it's such a high-profile event uh, you, you really should have your shit together and uh, not just post speculation. So good luck with that, uh, Brian. Uh, and again, you know, the um, this avid life media thing just keeps going on and on and on. And I really, uh, I really didn't want to talk about it this week, but I, here I am talking about it. So uh, the CEO of the company, Avid Life Media, Noel Biederman, uh, found it uh, within his heart to finally step down as CEO of the company and uh, move on. Uh, but, you know, the the company is, in my opinion, and many others, uh, the company is irre irreparable. Uh, there's, you know, when all of your shit gets posted, all of your ideas, your source code, even the source code to your website... I think it's time to really just consider uh, a new business model, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if this company sticks around. Uh, personally, uh, I, I could care less whether they come or go um, with about 99% of the other things on the internet, but uh, good luck to Avid Life Media. That's pretty much the last I'm going to talk about it unless uh, there's someone, uh, some you know, unless I wake up tomorrow morning and there's a, a huge picture of some... Uh, cornhead looking kid on the uh, TV uh, being accused for the uh, Avid Life media hack. Uh, but again, I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case either. So good luck to the Impact team and uh, good luck to Avid Life media. Certainly going to need it. Uh, in other news, uh, we, we found uh, on our doorstep again this past uh, week that uh you know, here in 2015, today is no different from the 90s and beyond. Well, let me not say beyond. The 70s and 80s, the internet ARPANET was pretty cool. You know, you had dial-up boards, blah, blah, blah. And then the 90s came along, and then you had the web and all of that. And so uh, 
with the web came the new cool uh, social media services, Facebook, Twitter, uh, MySpace, uh, and all of the ones that began uh, even you know before Facebooks and Twitters and MySpaces. Uh, and there's so many, but um, that that is where everyone is on the internet at, from from a general usage standpoint. Back in the '90s, it was AOL. You had you had these little AOL CDs that would they would AOL would mail to you. You would put it in your computer and you would s stall all kinds of silly stuff, and then magically you were on the internet. Uh, and so now everybody has figured out how to get on the internet with their mobile phone or their their tablet or whatever, and they uh, they log on and now they go to a website called Facebook, and basically. Uh, Facebook is Facebook.com. Uh, it was started by a young man uh, who went to Harvard and uh, you know, just started it out as a place to hang out online. And finally now, uh, this past week, uh, Facebook claims that they had one billion, with a B, users in one single day. Uh you know, and if you if you want me to do the math for you, that is one in seven people on the planet. So one in seven people used one website on one day this past week. So uh, that's that's actually quite remarkable. Uh, I'm impressed by those numbers. Uh, and also Facebook reports that they have 1.5 billion members active each month. That's that's huge, and as I said, that's one in seven people on the planet uh, using Facebook.com. And uh, you know, when I go to security conferences, when I when I speak to private investigators, and uh, when when I learn new investigatory techniques, I uh, one of the first places that I head to personally is Facebook. And uh, you know, within within. Within minutes, you can find out anything you want to know about anybody uh, that is on the service. And if you're not a friend with them, if they have their privacy settings set or whatever, it's as simple as just friending them. And then once you become a virtual friend with them on Facebook, well, then, of course, you're able to uh, see what that person uh, is up to. And so Facebook uh, claims that one in seven people on Earth used their service this past week, which is just an amazing feat. Uh, and they, the uh, CEO, founder, originator of the service, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, claims that uh, it's only going to get bigger. And uh, I believe his uh, statement was, a more and open, connected world is a better world. It brings stronger relationships with those you love, a stronger economy with more opportunities, and a stronger society that reflects all of our values. I don't know. Why don't you go ask a divorce attorney this day and age how Facebook is um, taking care of relationships, even long, uh, long-lasting relationships? Uh, from what, <laughs> from what I've uh, understood about Facebook and my experiences with Facebook, I believe it just does the opposite. Uh, it, 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 there, it, it, and I've, I've watched people uh, quite a number of times uh, sign up for a Facebook account use Facebook for a number of years and then they fall off and uh, it, it's sort of interesting to see uh, but hmm, 
I don't know, uh, posting when when posting everything about your life, your your photos, your thoughts, uh, everything. Uh, and you're putting that on a website for everyone to see that is your friend. Um, what are you doing? I mean, you know, you can go outside and, you know, call someone on a telephone and, and go hang out rather than just, uh, post a picture of, of, uh, something silly and, and wait for someone to click a button that says like, uh, but it's incredible the amount of people using Facebook. I, I, I'm I'm blown away by that, and um, I, it it just seems to be getting bigger. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, years ago, I don't know if it was Apple or Microsoft, but uh, one of those companies they offered to buy Facebook, and Mark Zuckerberg, Berg, Berg whatever, said, uh, "No way, man! You know I'm keeping the company, and uh, I want to run it the way I want to run it." And so far. Uh, his decision has proven to be uh, a wise business decision from his perspective as Facebook has just claimed a billion users on one day. That's that's incredible. Uh, I don't even know what to say. But uh, if they keep getting bigger, uh, people keep posting their lives in uh, every intimate moment on Facebook. And uh, I, I, believe I, I believe there's actually been a few... Uh, a few more than once uh horrible things that have uh, been posted live to facebook like uh i believe a gentleman uh committed murder on the social media site uh years ago uh it was off it's it, so it it provides a lot of provides a lot of opportunity opportunity for people to post the most intimate aspect of their life and play it in the uh court of public opinion you know and let's roll let's let's uh, roll back a little bit to uh the, the person who had uh this issue with, uh, with the reporters earlier this week or earlier last week rather uh that gentleman had uh, i don't want to say gentleman but that person had actually posted uh the, some pretty heinous uh, events from the crime scene himself uh and posted it to facebook and then it was posted to twitter I actually saw it unfold live. It was it was quite uh, bizarre. Again, that bummed me out. But uh, Facebook, there you go. There you have it. Uh, one in seven people on Earth are using the website, and uh, it's uh, destroying more and more marriages every day. So uh, be sure to sign up for an account. There is a uh, there's a company uh, called uh, Web.com, and Web.com basically. Uh, is a company who they provide website and Facebook design, marketing, e-commerce, basically, you know, just a little chop shop. Uh, but uh, they, uh, this is a, this company uh, recently was uh, breached, or they reported a breach of ninety-three thousand of its three point three million customers. Uh, and they are reporting that credit card numbers, names, and addresses of customers have been compromised but the validation codes for the cards were not retrieved however some websites will accept payment via credit card without asking for the validation code so web.com is asking affected customers to monitor activity on their card web.com is based in jacksonville florida and they re they seem to have been retaining customer information for several years and not using any sort of uh inclusion or encryption in their records for customers again here we go with another company that uh 
is now informing its members or users of a potential or successful data breach. Uh, and uh, it's now your your responsibility to keep an eye on your credit uh, card and any information about you, who you are. And uh, good luck with that. Um, Web.com. Not really sure uh, who they are. Never heard of them before. But uh, you know, if 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 you're if if you are housing information, if you are conducting customer transactions, if you have anything to do with anyone who is buying something using something and providing their information and you are offering that service as a digital component it's your fucking job to secure that data hands down if 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 you are not doing everything you can to protect that information you are failing. That's all I'm going to say about that. So moving on, uh, it, does everybody remember the Lizard Squad? Apparently, these are a bunch of uh, these are a bunch of talented uh, people who uh, use their skills for uh, fun things like DDoSing and um, aggravating the shit out of people who play video games. Uh, basically, uh, they created a service uh, called the Lizard Stressor. And basically, the lizard stressor is uh, an amplification attack sort of denial of service tool. And so uh, a few teenagers in uh, the UK uh, were uh, recently arrested uh, on suspicion of launching cyber attacks on websites and services using this popular tool called the lizard stressor. The Lizard Squad is infamous for hacking and knocking down some of the largest gaming networks on Earth, such as the PlayStation Network and the Xbox Live service. And I believe they took it out last Christmas. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of kids and uh, adults, for that matter, on Christmas Day were unable to connect to uh, those respective networks to play online video games. And that's where they seem to have earned their notoriety. The Lizard Squad and the Lizard Stressor DDoS tool. Uh, it is illegal, most likely, where you live to use any sort of tool that uh, denies another person or entity access to a service. So, just so you are aware of that, be careful with the Lizard Stressor, folks. Try to be careful. I mean, you know, I, personally, I uh, who knows. BitTorrent, they're back in the news again uh, this week as well, uh, and they seem to have fixed uh, a scenario that I've been tweeting about for the past, oh, I don't know, year, and it's basically reflective DDoS attacks. If you want to know what a reflective DDoS attack is, search for it. That's why you have a browser in front of you. Uh, it's quite vicious how they... Uh, unfold and uh you could actually tear the lizard stressor apart and see for yourself exactly how a amplification attack takes place quite interesting actually morgan c colbertstein or colbertston pled guilty in federal court tuesday this past or this last tuesday to designing and trying to sell android phone hijacking malware on the website dark code uh, this this young man was a Carle Carnegie Mellon University student, 
and he confessed to conspiring with uh, another person from the Netherlands. And basically this malware was uh, being created to make it possible uh, for criminals to read private text messages, steal files, take photos, and record conversations without the owners of an Android operating system telephone, or an Android phone for that matter. Mr. Colpertson, 20, admitted to committing a crime and expressed some remorse before U.S. District Judge Maurice Cohill Jr. in December. Or, or, or Cohill Jr. In December, the defendant will be sentenced up to a decade in prison. A decade in prison for uh, creating some malware and trying to sell it. Now, I... I don't know if uh, this person was successful in creating the malware and selling it, but uh, nevertheless, he's looking up. He's looking at ten years in prison for creating this uh, wonderful stint of software. Now, let, let's let's pause here for a moment. And let's talk about uh, mobile uh, malware and crimeware. It, it's very real. It's being refined and uh, something new and exciting every day in the world of mobile malware and crimeware is being tested and potentially being released. Just because you're not reading about it on Google News doesn't mean that it's not out there. And it is out there and it's infecting a lot of mobile devices uh, as I uh, speak. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe not use an Android device or an iOS device, or maybe it's time to uh, you know, use a track phone uh, that doesn't even have an operating system on it. It's, it's totally your call, and it's totally a risk that you take nowadays, just like the risk that you take when you use a desktop computer or a laptop or any sort of computer. Uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better, unfortunately. And uh, the best thing that you can do is make sure that you have an up-to-date phone and operating system and keep uh, the applications and operating system up-to-date as much as possible. That's not without saying that some of the manufacturers, uh, such as Samsung and LG and whoever, uh, they're not pushing updates out to operating systems of Android that are affected with current issues, such as the stage fright issue. But uh, it's kind of sketchy. And if you are using like a, a secondhand Android device, or uh, and you know it hasn't been updated in quite a while, uh, you know, and, and it's you know, you know, there's your risk right there. So take away from that what you want as well. I think I'm always saying that on this show, but I'm not sure. So uh, whatever. But uh, it, it's it's pretty nasty, and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people who would love to to get at some of the things on your mobile device or your mobile phone. Uh, you can you and it it it's not gonna you know everybody loves their mobile devices. Well, you know when I'm traveling down here in Chicago, uh, you know everybody every. Everybody is on their mobile device, and um, it, 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 you know, that's that's where it's at. Um, so if you if you can successfully keylog a mobile device uh, and without being detected, well, then that's half of the uh, that's half of the party right there. So keep your device updated, keep your apps updated, um, understand some of the. Uh, understand basic computing 101 security practices 
and apply that to your mobile device and and you should be okay i suppose but uh you know don't quote me on it that's android for you uh, even though android uses linux i guess um i don't know uh there there still are flaws uh you know because the operating system is open source so if you are a malware crimeware author and you are choosing to um, write stuff for the Android operating system it, it's it's right there for you to um, understand interpret and uh, execute so again uh, lots of new and emerging uh, unfortunate technologies for the Android operating system and it, it keeps getting worse from what I uh, see each week uh, hey, do you want to earn five million bucks? Well, the FBI just recently updated their most wanted list of cyber criminals that uh, they are looking to arrest and convict. And they are uh, reportedly the um, top targets of the FBI. And they are looking for these people. And these people are uh, quite uh, valuable to the FBI. Uh, so, uh, if, if you feel like, uh, becoming the next, uh, bounty hunter slash sleuth, uh, you can head over to the FBI's most wanted page and find interesting people, um, on there who have done some really, uh, awful things with, uh, their talents. And what a shame because they could have used their talents for something good, uh, rather than creating things like, uh, Game over Zeus botnet and crypto locker and ransomware and whatever uh, the kind of silly shit that they use to uh, take your information from. Uh, so you know, here we go again with the use of hackers. Uh, you know, hackers now are being blamed for. Um, accessing the data of over 10,000 people that work for Catholic churches and, and, and um, the church system, so to speak. And uh, uh, quoting a news article from WWMT.com, uh, they go on to say that employees at Michigan Catholic churches are the latest victims of cyber criminals. Hackers access data of more than 10,000 people working for Catholic churches or church affiliates across the state. The Michigan Catholic Conference told the Detroit Free Press that names and social security numbers were likely stolen. The employees work at churches, schools, hospitals, and other and orphanages. But, you know, the good things, uh, I suppose, is that priests or nuns were not affected because their data is on a separate computer system. So... There you have it. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's very easy to use the word hacker uh, when it comes to some sort of digital crime, and uh, unfortunately, um, that that's 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 life. That's how it is. That's that's the world you live in. That's the world I live in. That's the world you live in. Uh, the the name hacker is uh, you know used with every sort of bad. Uh, thing that comes on the internet or uh, digitally these days in this day and age 
speaking and, and speaking of the <laughs> speaking of hackers uh, about two weeks ago I, I finally got around to watching the movie hackers because there was this big media push that they <laughs> the, the 20th the 20th anniversary of the movie hackers and so I, I always resisted watching the movie uh, until two weeks ago and <laughs> it was uh, it was entertaining uh, don't waste your money that's all I can say uh, Julian Assange is back in the news. Uh, he's now afraid that a CIA drone will uh, target him if he steps out on the balcony of the embassy, the Ecuadorian embassy uh, in London, where he's been holed up for the past four years. Uh, look, looking, uh, l- looking kind of uh, pale, uh, Julian uh, continues to uh, publish uh documents and cables and, and interesting information uh, on his website WikiLeaks and uh, continues to uh, be uh, in the Ecuadorian embassy in London uh, because basically he is uh, facing some um, questioning issues in Sweden and uh, he believes that the United States is uh, would get him if he left the the Ecuadorian embassy and went to Sweden to answer charges of uh, some false, what appear to be falsified charges against him. But nevertheless, he's uh, been holed up in there for quite a long time, and so he continues to meet with interesting people. And most recently, he met with uh, the Reverend Jesse Jackson uh, inside the embassy of Ecuador in London uh, as recently as the twenty first of August, and. Um, he he seems to be doing well, uh, you know. For you know, if I was in a building for four years, uh, you know, it's uh, it, I I don't know how I, I would be able to take that. Uh, but uh, my hats off to the uh, to the lad. He's he's certainly uh, doing what he needs to do or what he feels that he needs to do. And uh, uh, you know, if you really if you think that uh, drones. Are going to uh, bomb you in the middle of London, oh, man, dude. Good luck to you. Um, you know they the the, the whole WikiLeaks thing. You know, it, unless you've lived in a cave for a number of years, um, WikiLeaks.org is a website to where they release a lot of information on companies and governments that uh, have something to hide or appear to have hidden something from their citizens or from their employees or both. And so a very interesting website to check out, index, read, spend some time with and get uh, up to speed on what is really going on in the world. Uh, A fantastic resource and please feel free or, or or, or rather consider donating uh, to the worthwhile causes of this uh, fantastic uh, idea that Julian Assange has put together, uh, he has he has and continues to sacrifice his freedom for the uh, information that you and I uh, use uh, every day. And so, please feel free uh, to send a nod to the uh, WikiLeaks organization. All all of uh, Everything that they do over there uh, is on a volunteer basis, and the amount of information that comes out of there are um, that that comes from the WikiLeaks uh, whole entity is is quite fascinating. So please uh, consider supporting uh, that cause.
and Julian Assange. Uh, hopefully you get out of there, man. Uh, it's tough. I can only imagine. Uh, you know, you, and again, if you are a hacker or a tech enthusiast or whoever you are, uh, you notice that the pro proliferation of drones are, is continuing to tick upwards. And, uh, there's, there's a lot of new questions concerning the, uh, use and the, and the dispatch of how a drone should be used in the United States. There are FCC rules in place for uh, drone usage. I believe it's under 400 feet. Um, but uh, using a drone in the United States uh, can be dicey at best. And a lot of air, you know, airplane pilots are reporting uh, increasing um, interactions with drones as they uh, come in for come in for landings and take off from uh, from airports. So uh, it, you know, if you are a drone operator. Uh, Try to use a little bit of decorum with your drone. Uh, you know, you would not want your uh, loved one to be on an airplane while someone is using a drone irresponsibly uh, and something awful happens. And so uh, there are some very interesting uses for drones coming up lately, or, or coming up uh, rather. And uh, I've seen uh, some pretty wacky ideas, uh, everything from... Uh, Drones being armed in North Dakota. Um, there seems to be uh, House Bill number 1328 um, in North Dakota that uh, basically it leaves open a, a little loophole in the law in North Dakota for drones to become armed uh, with tasers and beanbags i don't know what to really say or think about something like that it's quite weird just talking about it because you know you, i don't know uh just armed armed uh <laughs> armed drones uh throwing shit at you or shooting shit at you is uh disturbing enough so i'm gonna let that, i'm gonna leave that there for now in case we see more armed drones coming up in the future that's kind of weird. Windows 10. Hey, here we go. Windows 10. You know, I've talked about it on the past few shows, and it's this, that, and the other. But, you know, with anything any company puts out nowadays, you know, there are uh, issues with privacy and concerns for privacy using products that these, you know, your modern tech company uh, puts out this day and age. And, you know, <laughs> Uh, Microsoft is no different, and Windows 10 is uh, definitely running uh, headlong into something like this. And so, uh, from you know recent reports, there's a uh, feature in Windows 10 Family Online Safety Software uh, that could effectively out a kid if they ever search for LGBT or affirming material. Uh, since its launch last month, there have been a lot of talk about Windows. 10 privacy and data settings and there really is a lot of issues uh, that you should really understand with Windows 10 and its privacy and data settings uh, and I believe I, I spoke a little bit about that uh, recently so do a little diligence check out what your version of Windows 10 is sending and receiving uh, personally I would say just use a nice uh, firewall and and uh, check your settings and make sure that uh, the things that you want to phone home to the mothership 
is doing that and the things that you don't want reporting back to Microsoft or third parties, you should also also make sure that uh, you are doing your diligence and making sure that uh, people who use your version of Windows 10, whether it, it, it's your kid, uh, a family member, or whoever, you should uh, allow them the expectation of privacy. You would want the same. So there's Windows 10 for you, uh, and, and it, the uh, amount of users continue to increase uh, almost by the millions each day. I believe uh, I checked it, the last time I checked was Thursday or Friday, and so far 75 million installation uh, installs rather of Windows 10 are now active, uh, and it continues to climb. So uh, clearly, from a business perspective, Windows 10 is the obvious choice in winter and update to the uh, aging uh, Windows uh, family of operating systems. And, uh, and there, there are uh, so many features that you need to understand and recognize for a, a basic level of safe computing. But no, it is Windows, so hopefully uh, you are not putting too much uh, stock into uh, Windows being as secure as, that y as you think it may be. Uh, choose a very secure operating system if uh, you feel like doing anything that you don't want anyone to know about. I sounded like Chrissy from Three's Company there. Uh... I think that's I'm, th th I'm going to wrap it up, folks. Uh, it's been great. I've been getting a lot of great feedback from you uh, on Twitter and uh, in email. Uh, and uh, we have the studio put together here, and uh, and it's it's coming along nicely. And we are starting to set a system and a routine down. And thank you for the feedback. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm still uh, sort of new to this, and. Uh, I've been getting some uh, help from uh, a few friends of mine. Uh, thank you, Justin, and thank you, Todd. Uh, you guys are pretty awesome. Uh, I'm still, you know, st still coming around, but who knows? Uh, thank you again for your feedback. I'd like to hear from you. Uh, I, I truly uh, have no plans to uh, do anything else with this except aggravate you every week. So get used to it. I'd like to hear from you hackers.xxx check out the website check out the events page check out the contact page that's how you can get in touch with me uh also check me out on twitter it's twitter.com forward slash gummo xxx sometimes i tweet sometimes i don't tweet and sometimes i just kind of sit there uh but uh check me out on twitter check out our website hackers.xxx this is Gummo. I wanted to also uh, sp send a very special warm thank you to uh, Apple and Stone, uh, two very talented musicians. Uh, and, and again, thank you for everything that you've done for uh, me and uh, this show. Uh, two truly amazing uh, people. Appleandstone.com. Check them out. Check me out at uh, twitter.com forward slash Gummo. Check out our website, hackers.xxx. We are on the archives, archive.org. Search for Gummo or Hackers or both. You can always reach us there. Until next week, kids, take it easy. Thank you for uh, your feedback, and we will just keep getting better as time goes on. Uh, one more thing that I wanted to bring up, uh, and it was, it was a bit of sad news. Uh, recently, uh, we, had, we have the... Uh, passing uh of an old uh of an old uh 
what do I say, gentleman, person, hacker, freaker. Uh, if you know anything about phone freaking, you will know and instantly recognize uh, the gentleman who goes by the name Bill Acker. Bill Acker was a, 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 a man who more or less owned the, um, the airwaves or the phone waves, rather, back in the day in the 70s. He uh, discovered many, many firsts with uh, his phone freaking uh, ability and capabilities, and uh, the guy was blind. And so uh, probably one of the best phone freakers. Uh, he recently uh, passed away and left us, and uh, I wanted to give a uh, special um, mention and nod to Bill Acker and uh his family and friends and everybody that knew Bill. Uh, growing up as a phone phone freaker myself, uh, I, I knew right away who Bill Acker was, and uh, I, I definitely spent my time on the uh, on the networks as well, uh, playing with blue boxes and uh, red boxes and silver boxes and playing around with the 2600 tone and uh, whatnot. So special nod to Bill Acker. Man, you will be missed. Thank you uh, for joining me on this uh, edition of Transmit. We will see you next Sunday. I think, don't quote me, I think we will be in New York. If we're not, we'll be here. Thanks again, folks. Uh, this is Gummo signing off. This is Transmit, and have a good week. We'll see you back here next Sunday at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. At the clock. The clock. <laughs> the clock. All right, let's wrap this up. Thank you.